Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to us on Spotify for podcasters or wherever you get your podcasts. We are out there for your listening ears and for your listening eyes. See what I did there? Watch us on YouTube. Here we are. Uh, And it's almost June. It's May 31st, so that defines it as almost June. Hotter than heck here in the eastern portion of the U.S., particularly uh, New York, where we are uh, in the 80s here, uh, late into the evening. Uh, Mike in his cushy uh, central air, me uh, sweating to death here in my house without central air. Um, But it's hot. It's heating up heating up see what i did there with the nba finals matchups are is finally set we will see the first game of the matchup that i think and we'll we'll bounce around i'm not going to get hardcore into this right yet the matchup that a lot of people said i don't think the nba wants to see uh is the denver nuggets and the miami heat so that is your NBA finals matchup, which we will get to and talk about, but we want to talk about how the heck did we get there last? We had checked in. We were in the conference finals with Mike Celtics and Dave's Lakers with, uh, you know, all kinds of thoughts of a Lakers Celtics battle for the finals and see which team finally gets the 18th title and breaks the tie uh, for most titles in NBA history. Well, I just told you we didn't get it next year. Uh, But yeah, so along for the ride here is Mike. Mike, how the heck are you after after our teams got beat? Uh, Not great, Dave. Not great. But at least I'm not like you. I see you're sweating like John Morant's attorney when Instagram Live pops up. Oh, I uh, got the central air cranked. uh, A a brisk 90 today here. We're going to catch a 91 tomorrow. So uh, (laughs) yeah. You know, all, all of our uh, texts and weather updates from Jeremy on the West Coast, uh, we're feeling his uh, pain, I guess, yeah, um, or not. whatever. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Dave, I'm not doing too great. Um, well, I'll start with this question, since we already talked about the outcome. Would you have rather been a Laker fan or a Celtics fan over the last two weeks? Laker fans, as we know, you get swept by a team that seems to be a team of destiny that's been on the precipice for a few years. You have aging veterans and, you know, you can almost justify it in your head a little bit. And the Celtics, you know, as we know, go down 3-0. You, you know, go through the uh, grieving process early <laughs> and then they yeah. suck you back in you know and uh, you're reinvested by the second half of you know game five yep. game six you get the miracle win and we'll get mm-hmm. into that uh and so now you're like you know this is done the, the script is written you know cut print onto the next and uh they come out dave in game seven and just didn't flat flat didn't show up Yep. They just did not show up. It should have been a celebration. They should have come out early and aggressive, pressing, running, give them the knockout blow in the first quarter and a half and the rest of the coronation. 
Um, but no, I, and this is where I don't blame Missoula as much as a lot of people do, but this mm. is where I blame him uh, leading up to this game. I'm sure, you know, Brad Stevens and everybody else is like, you know, let him do his thing. And, you know, he shows them the 30 for 34, the Red Sox versus the Yankees back in 04, which we know we both hate. Um, right. But talk to, to Kevin Pillar, I believe he's kind of like the guy that they right, don't let us win tonight because then we got PD and then we got Schilling and then who knows what happens in game seven. Yeah. That's the famous quote. Right. And so they're talking about that, you know, revisiting that. Uh, what connection other than Boston has, you know, there is none. But none. Uh, I don't know, whatever reason it is, whatever he did or didn't do, bad pregame meal, I don't know what it is. They came out, I don't know, just flat, just no intensity, like it was already over. And uh, so they missed the boat there. Um, but again, I reiterate the question since I gave you some time to think and I can't shut up. Would you rather have been a Laker fan, Dave, in this case, or... Yes. A Celtic fan, Mike, in this case, over the last few weeks. Let us know, you know, on Twitter and, and all of that. But Dave, I'm curious to your answer to that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think here's the challenging part. Um, they're they're tough losses for both teams, right? But when you look at the Lakers, and you know, I think high aspirations when the season started, and they start out two and ten, and it's like, okay, maybe everybody's old, maybe it's over, you know. AD gets hurt. LeBron gets hurt. You know, they make all the trades at the trade deadline. All of a sudden, everything starts clicking and AD gets healthy. And, you know, they're very rarely not to cut you off. Very rarely do you see a team make that many transactions with a a core of veterans. Yes. And get younger and have it work that season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's tremendous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rob Polenka did a great job, the general manager of the Lakers, uh, getting all these guys together. Uh, and being able to dump Westbrook too, because he is a huge right. salary. Pat Bev was someone you'd think would hang around. He was on the team early on, yep. um, nope. but made a good trade. Brought in Hachimura, and you really got more athletic that way. So yep, and, and more, that was that was uh, definitely one of the issues. Um, so I'm they sorry. make this. No, it's fine. They, right. So they make this great run, and you get to the playoffs, and you you know you win these series against Memphis, and then Golden State. I think. You get to the conference finals, you have LeBron, you have AD. There's some history there with Denver. Denver's playing at, on a completely other level, like you mentioned. I think the Lakers were playing with house money at that point. Um, I really thought the series would be more compelling or as a more competitive. I thought the Lakers would get two games, uh, win two games. They had their chances, Mike, sure. in, in all of the yep. games. Um you know, particularly game three, I, that was the game that I, I was here in the house by myself. And I spent a lot of time yelling profanities uh, <laughs> out loud because of the number of things that the terrible shots, the terrible three pointers by LeBron, um, you know, just yeah, they ran up that and one on play and he hits the back side of the backboard, you know, uh, as a, a yeah. shot clock's running down. And then later oh. in the game, they get him that almost same shot. Probably because yeah. he asked for it, which is his old LeBron mentality, and he yeah. misses it again to you know at the buzzer. So yeah, yeah there's just just too many bad shots. Um, so you get to that. So then when then when you think about the Celtics, 
Um, well, let's park on the Lakers for a second, buddy. Okay. If you don't mind. Yeah. All right. We have parked on the Lakers, just so like Denver did. a couple did. people. Actually, Denver ran over the Lakers. They didn't just park on them. But anyways. Right. Should D'Angelo Russell be allowed to play basketball next season? Let me start there. He definitely had a really, really rough series. Um, what after, did he bring to the table? He after being a spark, I mean, he was shoot. really a spark plug up until that point. I know, right? I, I was so surprised to see that drop off. I'm not saying that cost them the series, but for me, well, that no, was gl- I mean, glaring. That was the first glaring thing I wrote down. I but when you think right? about, you know, one of the reasons the Lakers were so successful. Um, was the the uh, the acquiring of of D'Angelo Russell? Oh four, no! Four points, if four points in fifteen minutes, uh, in game four, Mike, and I, I believe game three was even worse. Yeah. Than that, uh, I, I I just for like you said, big uh, cog in the wheel of the change in the midseason trades. Yeah. Had a good playoffs coming in with a spark. And then just was a hard negative. Yep. Three there. three points in game three. I knew game three was worse. Mm. 20 minutes, one for eight from the field. Three points, yeah. three rebounds, four assists, three turnovers. Ne- negative 12. No, no. Negative 12. Um, you know, and that, that had been how the Lakers had been successful uh, when LeBron was not there, was the growth of all of those players. So, um yep. You know, they they have some decisions to make there. Do I think D'Angelo Russell can play well for them? Yes. Um, but he had a he had a really bad conference finals. Um okay. at a so time when at a time when the Lakers really, really needed him. So you could, you know, you have to mm-hmm. think about that. You know, you had the biggest moment that he's had in his career, never been to a conference final, and right. choke Maybe city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the opposite end. Austin Reeves. I mean, how much oh. are you going to pay that guy? Yeah, I mean, he's. But I think he's a restricted, Park restricted Kobe is my free agent. Favorite nickname for him, Trailer Park Kobe. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's a restricted free agent. I mean, I I imagine the Lakers are going to sign him. I think Polenka had said, you know, we want to try to keep this core of young players together. Um, yeah. I would be shocked if Austin Reeves is not on the team next year. I really would. He he just tremendous development um, and great all around game can shoot, can rebound. He's a great passer. Uh, you know, he's just got a lot of good things going on. He's just a, just a really good solid NBA player. So I think you'll all see right, let's him drill a little further down. Does he come back with the white boy haircut next year? Or does he get a stylist? Does he all of a sudden look like Tyler hero on the bench instead of uh, well, trailer park Kobe? I mean, you know, he's going to get, some uh, he, he probably paid. hasn't he probably hasn't had any yet but um you know sponsorship offers but i would imagine he's right. going to get some of those particularly you know being out in la that right. could mean a changed look you could see a different a, a different yep. do on uh on reeves and i'm not saying that's negative i'm just saying it's you're having a transformation off season for him and that and that's great for him good good for him yeah. it's a good story it's a good story for the nba um, how much so, credence do you put in your boy LeBron saying he's going to take some time to contemplate retirement? Uh, I mean, we all know his whole goal in life has been to play with Bronny, right? Which means he has to play two more years. But Dave, 
I heard this somewhere else and I really liked it. Why wouldn't he retire, take a year off, go to every USC game mm. that Bronny plays in or that Bronny is suited up for? I'm not convinced he's going to at least start. But anyway, um, and then he can choose to come back the following season with Bronny to whatever mm. team drafts him and he cleans up the uh you know financial or contractual portion you know of that but i believe he's got it set up so he'll be fine anyway yeah i, I think the that's, body you know I, rejuvenates yeah i mean I, it's a fair point i think and i've been thinking about this a fair amount how the heck does he does lebron get to the point where he can play with Bronny? um dude was exhausted i mean no but well he, i well i don't yeah. mean that I, I i'm just talking about the logistics of it uh so if he stays, if he stays on the Lakers, well, are the Lakers then oh, going to trade away the, you know, the no. kitchen, everything in the kitchen sink to get Bronny to play with LeBron for one year? That seems foolish. Oh, no, you're going to see LeBron. In a or or is LeBron going to go wherever his son goes? Yeah. And so then he's really only playing this next year with the Lakers. So it's like kind well, here's of what's his worse. retirement tour. So I'm not surprised he's taken time to think about it. Um, I, I just think, I mean, it's, it's unprecedented, I guess, which is why it's hard to, I guess, fathom, but I just think the logistical stuff is a real nightmare. Yeah, I agree. And what's worse, I guess we'll talk about this in other podcasts probably as well. Who says Bronny's going to get drafted? First right. of all, there's uh, that he's piece not, too. probably not going to start at USC. So, could he be someone off the bench who, you know, gets in foul trouble a lot and fumbles the ball and doesn't play a lot? And now you got to decide, is he going to come out, you know, for the draft just because this has been the plan since literally you've been, you know, conceived probably. Yep. Um, you know, all those things will be answered in time and there'll be a drama to be played out for sure. Uh, but I just, the now is when you really as a Lakers organization and fan have to look at everything through that lens going forward you know you've enjoyed lebron um you've got and i think satisfactory output for him at this point in his career um and you know and you're just gonna have to accept that and go from there i think but we'll see yeah real quick before we get to celtics does these finals for legitimize the bubble championship for the Lakers, same four teams, mm. um, you know, uh, obviously going to be a different income or outcome. Um, not that long ago. So everyone, you know, these teams since the bubble have been competitive except for the heat beginning a half of this season and most of last season, I guess. But well, so and the Lakers didn't make the playoffs last year. I mean, last they were terrible. Year, that's, that's true too. Yeah. So do um, these four teams legitimize the Lakers bubble championship? I, I don't know. I mean, I think the bubble championships just in general, they're all difficult, you know, that in every, in all of the sports, they were played they in different, different environments and whatnot. I look, the, you know, we watched those bubble games, uh, you know, sure. there was some very good basketball. I, I mean, the Lakers had right. to, you know, Denver gave them every, you know, every fight. Uh, they, they couldn't handle Jamal Murray, you know, um, you know, and we were, ex- I know and as a Lakers fan, to- I was really worried going into the next year that 
Denver was going to take over. And then Jamal Murray's been hurt for the last two years. Right. You listen to the Denver higher ups, they'll tell you when they left that bubble as an organization, uh, they were high as a kite because of how the young players performed and the leap that Murray made. Yep. Jokic, you know, can still hasn't probably, he's probably now reached his full potential. I can't imagine he has more than he's already has. Yeah, probably not. I mean, it's just which is a great continuation of what he's doing. So they have an established superstar, and now yeah. they had the young pieces around them. And like you said, if Murray didn't get hurt, this might have happened you know, sooner. But, all right, I just want, from a Lakers perspective, I wanted to hit all those things, because we haven't had a chance to talk. Yeah, and yeah. No, I, I think the, the championship is what it is. They won it. You know, that was hard. You know, they had to play those games. They had to win those games. You know, what right. are you going to say? So... If you're ready to get to the Celtics, let's just accelerate, Dave, to Saturday night in game six. Um, Heater up three to two in the series, and Boston comes in, and, you know, frankly, neither team played very well in the first half at all. Right. And uh, Boston really uh, had been struggling, turned the ball over a lot, three point shooting. All series was a mess. and then this game really reared its ugly head. Uh, and before we get to the miracle finish, I really thought people were giving Missoula a really hard time online for challenging the play with uh, 2.1 seconds left because it seemed like a dumb challenge, and it was. The call was upheld. But that call got them to three seconds instead of 2.1. Yep. because It gave them the opportunity call, to win. You look at the shot clock, you get the extra 0.9 and, or 0.7 or whatever it was, and, you know, Derek White t- tips the ball in with 0.1. Right, right. Now, so what? So for, if, for folks that maybe are not as savvy at this, yep. they were going to look at the play anyway, right? But right. they could only look at whether it was a three or a two. Right. right. That was what they were looking at with Jimmy right. Butler's shot. But the fact that Missoula challenged it now opened up all of these other avenues to look at, which included the clock. So right. just, just for some, and some clarification, terrible job by the broadcast, not explaining that clearly the referee. I, I don't know if they understood it because the referee wasn't super clear when he got on those little mini microphone there, which is so awkward. I mean, those guys bent over like they're about to, you know, suck up a slurpee in one shot or a golf Which they ball probably would at the hopes. end of these games it's sweating to yeah. death but yeah yeah um but anyway uh so missoula you know getting stuff online about it is just ignorant by the fans you know a hyper overreaction right away you know um but i digress uh, terrible shot they get off but you know, pure hustle. No, you know, the Heat player. I, th- I think actually it was Jimmy Butler. At least he ended up at the end of the play trying to um, block White shot, but uh, somebody didn't box him out. Whoever it was, probably not Butler because uh, he came. White came from the perimeter, um, and Butler was underneath. Uh, and then White just makes an all-time, all-time historic play. Um, for the Boston Celtics that could have lived in infamy if game seven, seven didn't happen. Yep. I mean, it'll still be a popular play, but 
when you don't I mean, capitalize. When, when you look at in the history of the NBA, I heard right. this the other day, in the history of the NBA, uh, players who have hit a game-winning shot in an elimination game at like basically at the buzzer um two players all time michael jordan Derek white that's it super super short list famous shot in the corner to beat philly Mm. when he was in toronto to end Mm. the series Right. So it must uh, be a time frame thing because I had the stat earlier in the yeah, season. Yeah. Somebody again, had a buzzer beater. Oh, it was in college. There was buzzer beater, very few buzzer beaters. But then it was like, if you count a buzzer beater, one and a half seconds or less or something. Yeah. I don't know exactly the time, just what I had heard. Okay. But no, you're right. I mean, Super the Kawhi right. one fits there. So even if you do that, yeah. it's Kawhi, it's Jordan, and it's Derek White. But um, what you don't remember. So while we're talking about the Kawhi game, Joel Embiid made a tremendous basket and foul shot to tie that or put them up one ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So Philly, you know, that could have been Embiid's big moment. And, you know, he's erased from that moment almost immediately by another more uh, spectacular play. So uh, Derek White has his moment. And as Celtics fans, you know, we're hooping and hollering and, and, you know, done you know, usually I'm not as excitable in either direction, but, um, you know, I was thinking they're going to believe and do it and uh, ride the momentum. I mean, you think about that's when you start looking at, you know, Red Sox Yankees and they lose game six. I, I, you know, in 2004, I I had zero confidence that the Yankees were going to win game seven. Zero. Right. Oh, right. Once we got I mean, the, the Red Sox had all the momentum and you got, right. you know, stinky ass Kevin Brown out there on the mound. I mean, you just oh. knew it was going to be horrible. And then John Johnny Damon, Damon hits the grand slam over, and you're like, yeah. oh, geez. Well, I kind of knew that was going to happen. Right. So, so from your perspective, real quick, where did that ending feel like to you? Am I? Well, it's interesting. Where I'm coming from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, look, it's uh, you could definitely feel the the momentum swing. Um, I think the challenge and you watch some of the highlights, some of the baskets that the Celtics got were just absolutely uncontested layups, three pointers. And when I saw it, my my thought was Miami's not going to play that way two games in a row. They're just not. Um, And I'm not saying like, Hey, I I knew something that nobody else did. This is my opinion. They did not. And Jimmy Butler said it after the game. We didn't play hard enough. We'll play harder in the next game. We're going to win. And look no further than this Derek White play, because, Mike, this is and I was saying this to one of my kids the other day. This is. And I, you know, my thought is Eric Spolstra, if he wanted to break that play down, could go right in. And this is basic basketball that you learn very early on. Derek White inbounded the ball. And anybody who's played basketball or been instructed in basketball in any sense, they will tell you the most dangerous player on that play is the person inbounding the ball because you tend to lose sight of them. And if you watch that replay, Derek White inbounds the ball. Here's Jalen Brown puts it up. 
he immediately goes to the basket, Derek White. There is nobody around him. Nobody around him. If somebody yep. puts a body on him, that the game is over. Series is over. Right. Series is over the whole thing. Right. So right, right. kudos to Derek White for being aggressive. But sure. that's the thing with the, the, the person that inbounds the ball is you have got to pay attention to who that person is. And a lot of times on a lot of inbounds plays, I didn't pay attention to it on this one. I didn't go back and look. A lot of times on inbounds plays, the person who's, who's guarding the inbounds player has their back to them. Oh, we right, think a lot of right, times that's right. like under the basket. They're going yeah. like, you know, not all the time, but sometimes. Right. So no, very frustrating, very frustrating as a heat, you know, from a heat perspective, I'm sure is oh, like, yeah, to get be huge breakdown defensively, huge right, with bad effort. And then to have that manifest even worse in the last few seconds, you know, yep. I, I'm not surprised Jimmy Butler said that. And he was right. Cause they came out. Dave on Monday, it, and it was it did make for a nice little Memorial Day weekend as far as oh, having yeah. those games on. Um, Jalen Brown forgot how to dribble. Jason Tatum. All right, here's my problem, Dave. He hurts his ankle early. Yep, I get. It. Sure, I've had sprained ankles. Have had severely sprained ankles. I probably would have needed a wheelchair. Okay. I'll let Paul Pierce without having a poop. And, uh, but he plays more minutes than anybody on the team. He's rebounding like crazy. End up with uh, 11 rebounds, I believe. Uh, uh, Tatum had 11 rebounds. Yes, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. He heard Tatum hurts his ankle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, early. yes. Yep. yep. Jalen Brown just forgot how to play basketball. He just got in his own head. Good, eight, good guy. Eight for, eight for 23. One for nine on threes. He just couldn't, like you said. Uh, just Five fouls, play. eight turnovers for Jalen Brown. Yeah. Ugly. Yeah. Ugly. But Tatum is the superstar. He's the alpha. Okay. If you're going to be out there, you're jumping around, uh, getting rebounds, blocking shots, playing defense. But we need you to score. You have to be our alpha scorer. Uh, yep. so you can't use the ankle as an excuse if he was playing the most minutes and doing the most things and yet wasn't scoring. I, I don't know what was wrong, but it was bad. His shot looked terrible, like he lost total confidence. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I know Brown's taking the brunt of the criticism, and, and that's probably right. But Tatum's getting left off the hook, in my opinion, in, in a big way. Yeah. Oh no, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, Tatum has had, you know, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in this, you know, in the playoffs, he had 50 points in a game seven, right. right. You know, broke the record that Jimmy Butler had just set the week before or right. uh, Steph Curry had just set the week before. All right. Um, yeah, no, uh, Tatum deserves as much, you know, if not more to blame, he is the alpha only took 13 shots, mm-hmm. um, you know, five of 13, 14 points, the 11 rebounds you mentioned. Um, yeah, he's got to be the big time scorer. Uh, it's look, it's, yeah. it, it's a head scratcher when you're in this, you know, do or die moment. You're at home. Like you say, Boston could, should come out and go crazy. 15 points in the first quarter for the Celtics, 15 um, 84 in the game had not scored less than 90 all season. And then the game seven of the conference finals at home 
at home. Also terrible at home. Lost all three home games to the Heat. Yep, lost six, three games. six yep. home losses getting yep. to a conference finals. I mean, yep. yeah, they just they just could not yep. get it. You know, on the flip side, the road record has been great over the last two years. They're, you know, record setting as far as the number of road wins um, in the last two postseasons, but can't get it done at home. No, and, you know, Atlanta's strung them out, Philly's strung them out, and when you don't put those people away early, and then you add, you know, um, not playing well at home is just a, a recipe for disaster, dude. really is. So I've asked myself the last couple of days, you know, what are the Celtics going to do? Uh, do you move on from Tatum and Brown? Ultimately, I say no. Um, you don't want to be without superstars, even though they might not be the upper echelon superstars. You know, the now it's, you know, they're the ones that haven't won the big game. Um, they're going to have that reputation until they do, unless they don't. Um, but you don't want to be in the middle, the Indiana Pacers of the league. You know, you don't want to be the Utah Jazz, who are perennially pretty good, but never really challenged for anything. And I'm afraid if they traded those guys away, um, as much as they would sell if they're getting equal value, you just won't. The, the, the upper echelon players in the league are, are very rare, and so you have to hold on to them. Now, if you want to sell me um, moving away from Jalen Brown, potentially. Um, well, and he's, and he's the one I need to make some decisions about this year. Are you right. going to pay him $300 million? Right. That's the thing. I'm, I hear, I'm I hear what they're saying gone. about the team right. and not breaking them up. But when you look at where he is at as far as money wise and that he's at the max, the super max and can get 300, I actually think it's 295 million. Um, boy, I, you really have to what's scratch six, your head because then you say, when you're at that point? right. Tatum is going to, you know, he's qualified for that super max deal after next season. Right. So are you really right. going to invest $600 million in two players? Right. That's, but if you're that's, not, then what are you going to do? Right. Right. Yep. Uh, Al um, Warford, I'm ready to move on from. Uh, Grant Williams can go. Or, you know, uh, he's just, he's got the intensity. I'll give him that. He's typical Tennessee volunteer. He's got a little <laughs> bit of talent and a whole lot of attitude. Nice. And you need those guys on your team. Sure. But what he did inciting Jimmy Butler there, and um, he's just not that guy. No, he's not. You know, that's something Jalen Brown's supposed to be doing. Yeah. To be honest with you. Or Marcus Smart. I would either one of those I would accept it from then um then yeah. uh, I mean Grant the, Williams. But the one thing I really want them to get is a pure point guard. Uh, they George need Hill that, Tuck. they need that yeah. in the worst way. Marcus uh, Smart Kemba is Walker really first guard, but a real point guard. Yeah. And Marcus Smart is really, he's really just a little bit smaller version uh, of Draymond Green. And there's nothing wrong right. with that. I mean, he's a tremendous player, but he, he's... Right. you move him to six man and he still gets as many minutes as he has now. And, yep. you know, and super and valuable. I mean, you don't want right. to get rid of him. No, um, no, no, no. I want to keep but, him. You know, yep. You really got to look at it. You know, we need to, you know, we'll look at the draft stuff and what the Celtics have, you know, as we right. get closer to that piece and is the draft a way for the Celtics to go? Um, do they trade Jalen Brown? Um, 
to a team that might need them and, and get back some other players that would help balance their roster out a bit. I, for me, that's what I would do. Um, right. I think Tatum is the alpha and you, you, you have to build around him. Um, right. And you have yeah, to live with that, but you got to but... dudes is a lot of money. And get yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of Brown, Christian Brown, sometimes pronounced Braun. Uh, he can become Dave. I wonder if you know this answer. The first national champion in college basketball and NBA champion in back-to-back years since question mark. The silence you hear, folks, is Dave's mm. The smoke his family smells is coming from his brain. Thinking North Carolina, I'm thinking Villanova. But I don't think players from either of those teams did that. Would I help you if I say it's not in this century? Oh. Hmm. I mean, is it the first since magic? It is. The first since magic. He has the first opportunity. That's the only reason I let you go so long because I knew you had it. Oh, yeah. Irvin Magic Johnson, as we remember famously, played center in right, game the six. NBA Finals because Kareem was hurt and uh, took his youthful exuberance and uh, won them a championship that year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Christian Brown, not exactly Magic Johnson on the court, but <laughs> no. could put his name next to him for the Denver Nuggets as they do take on the Miami Heat, Dave. I haven't done a, like a, a big deep dive on the series i'll do that tomorrow before the game starts but um my reaction of watching both teams all year is it appears on paper that denver should sweep but we've said that about miami opponents since the playing round of which they lost the first game right they're going to be the yes first they did yes possibly yes, they did. to win after losing the first game of play of the playing game which is crazy yeah, um, and we're trailing right. in the fourth quarter of the second game. Oh no, eight seed all season, you know, uh, in the East. Oh, we talked about or, how bad they were. Yeah, we said this. There's no way this team's making playoffs. Right, and uh, here and they Jim, are. And so, Jim Fossil came in and said, "This team is going to the playoffs." <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. Pushing all my chips to. The oh yeah. Um. So, Jimmy Butler, you know, uh, this unlocks me to continue my incredible Jimmy Butler fandom. I had to keep my mouth shut during the Celtics series. But, sure. uh, you but know, now, uh, now your mouth is wide open. You know, he can will them, but I don't know that that's enough. I just don't think they have the athletes. I mean, Denver, you think about all the Denver wins in these playoffs. They have not had a game where it was like, Oh, I didn't know that guy was on the team. And and why is he doing so well? It's their stars that have been carrying them. You know, they haven't had um, who is the kid from Miami that had a great Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just had a coming out series for Miami. Um, you know, you, you just I mean, Rudy Hachimura had uh was a leading scorer for one of the games for the Lakers. You mm-hmm. know, you usually get somebody you don't expect in these series. Denver hasn't had to do that. Um, I think Miami 
They're going to get Tyler Hero back. I don't believe they'll insert him in the starting lineup. Why would you? Um, so I don't know if that'll mess with their chemistry a little. You know, I mean, mm. obviously, Spolster and, and Pat Riley know what they're doing. Um, everybody's a little banged up, but it seems like Miami's way more banged up. You know, that Vincent is is her. And, you know, I, I just feel like Denver also with what is it now, Dave, 10 or 11 days off since they played last? Yeah, yeah, we um, said it was last Monday. So if you're a betting person, I would bet the under in the first quarter and maybe in the first half or Miami in the first quarter. Uh, yeah. Oh, Denver's yeah. going gonna to be, be uh, little, you know, even though Michael Malone yeah. has said that he's pushing them hard in practice and it's not the same as games, but um, yeah, I would it's expect not going to be sharp. Yeah, I would expect Miami will come out and probably have a lead, maybe even have a lead at halftime. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Miami win game one, but I think that's probably it. Uh, My initial thoughts are Nuggets in five. Um, As far as that goes, uh, they're just playing so well. Uh, Once they get some of the rust off, um, I, I just think they're too too talented but the challenge is we've been saying that like you said i you know i it's thought so the celtics yeah. i thought the celtics were the better team and then right. miami was up three nothing on them so um right. yeah i just i just the nuggets are just they're just that team this year it's, it's yeah, just, it just seems like it's a team of destiny and you know no matter what or who the east put up um I feel like the Nuggets were going to run through them. And that's before, you know, my Celtics were eliminated. Yeah. Um, we thought that. So, uh, I don't know. Anything else, buddy? Oh, Nick Nurse gets hired for the 76ers. You know, we'll cover all the potential coaching changes and all that at another broadcast. But uh, any comments on Nick Nurse, buddy? You just want to wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's a decent coach. Um, I, I think it's a – you know, it's a safe pick for the Sixers. Um, but the Sixers, they got a lot of issues and you got, you got James Harden on there, you know, he's a tough player. Um, back in Houston. Oh, geez. I don't think he's going to go back to Houston. Um, without digging too much into it, but, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, Nick nurse, he, he's got his work cut out for him, but you know, they're not, I think what they did is they brought doc rivers in thinking, Hey, we need a big name coach and somebody could do this. And uh, you can make some arguments, whether it worked out or it didn't. Um, so now you bring Nick nurse in a right. little bit more low key has won a title, even though he had quiet. Now he'll have, you know, Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a safe move for the Sixers and, um, we'll just have to see, you know, we'll find out pretty early on how really, how good a coach Nick nurse is in that first year. Yeah, no, it'll be quite interesting. Certainly we'll have the talent on the roster and the try the Troika at the, the front office level, but, uh, we'll see what Elton Brand and the boys can cook up. Um, but it's been, it's been a fun playoff, Dave. I got to say, uh, I am looking forward to the finals of basketball fan. But as you alluded to when we first started, probably Adam Silver not thrilled about the matchup. I uh, don't expect the um, 
particular ratings to be very high. Oh, I heard something. We'll, we'll have to ask uh, Midwest correspondent Steve Gross about this. Uh, I heard today that the Denver Nuggets regular season games were not broadcast throughout the state of Colorado. If you only get it in the metro Denver area. Oh. And that um, there's been a lawsuit about it for several years that uh, is still pending. But um, again, Yikes. we'll talk to Steve. Yeah, we'll talk to Steve. Obviously, they're on national TV now, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, certainly if Denver wins, we'll, we'll get Steve on. And um, maybe and if they don't, we'll even more fun to have Steve on. So, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll definitely get him on to get a get a perspective being there in Denver um, close by and making sure that, you know, Hey, we got some boots on the ground out there. Let's hear what people are saying. And, and I don't know if Steve will try to venture to the games. My guess is NBA games. Oh, yeah, probably not. They making it rain. I don't think you're going to make it there, but who knows, Mike, who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, so hopefully folks, you've enjoyed a little wrap up of the conference finals, a little wet your whistle on the, the NBA finals, some Lakers talk, some Celtics talk, um, some sad fans, uh, both sides of the microphone here at think tank sports, <laughs> but uh, we've been through heartache before we'll get through it again uh, and we'll continue to follow our teams. We hope you continue to follow us here at think tank sports on the socials, on your podcast delivery system on YouTube. Uh, please let us know how you think we're doing. We would love to have you let us know what you think about would you rather be a Lakers fan or a Celtics fan uh, after these conference finals? Uh, let us know. Hit us up on the on Twitter there with that. Uh, otherwise, we will be in touch with more content here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five, baby. Have a good one, everybody.